And welcome to another episode of the PDL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Eve Vanderbilt here with my trusted canine, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woof, Woody's a dog, folks. That's right. You know it. You know it. Woody's a dog, and dogs can't talk. But if he could, you know this too, he'd tell you to go over to our website, pblpodcast.com. Check out all our social media links. And for those of you who have an aversion to TikTok, which I'm on a lot, getting about a million views a month, not a lot in some schemes, but a lot in others, you can watch all of those videos on our YouTube channel. And please click on the YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe subscribe. Wow. There is so much news coming out of the weekend. I, I honestly don't know where to start. So let's go ahead and start here. This is the ratings for the DNC and RNC convention. They are in, we got complete ratings and I have something that the media does not want you to hear. That's right, because you know what they don't want you to hear? They don't want you to hear that the GM GOP convention brought in 147.9 million views across television and on the line. You know what they really don't want you to hear? They don't want you to hear that the Democrats brought in 122 million views through television and online. Well, wait a minute, E. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've given me ratings before where the DNC was crushing the RNC. I did, didn't I? But now they're all in, including the online ratings. So the online ratings combined with the television ratings give the GOP a 20% bump. 20% over the DNC. So 20%, actually it was 21%, more people watched the GOP convention through television and online sources than did the Democrat National Committee. And not only that, more people gave money. The GOP, the RNC, raised $76 million across party platforms to the DNC's $70 million. So so winner, winner, chicken dinner goes to Trump and the GOP convention. They did increase ratings over the DNC. Now, what's also interesting is Trump got a bump in the polls from the DNC convention or during the DNC convention. And when I say a bump in the polls, the lead between Biden and Trump shrank. And Trump also got a bump from his convention. So he got a bounce from both conventions Donald J. Trump did. So this does not bode well for the Democrats. So, and that, this is what I was saying all along, that watch the ratings. The barometer is going to be after both are done, who did well. Now, personally, I think the GOP convention was a much slicker operation. Production value was way better than the DNC's. The DNC's came across as a Zoom meeting, whereas the RNC's came across as a more traditional convention. You had more energy. You had great transitions between the speakers, which was critical in my opinion, but it didn't seem like one big giant Zoom meeting. And all through the DNC, that's all you heard was a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom meeting. So winner, GOP, winner, Trump. Uh, I don't have what the ratings were compared to 2016, but they were not as strong as 2016, which we didn't expect. But what's really funny is I was debating this online with some leftists. I had one say to me, well, 
Republicans uh, uh, tend to be less tech savvy. So wait till the online numbers come in and the DNC will be a lot higher. Whoops, that was wrong. I guess we Republican or we conservative people are a little more tech savvy than the left would like you to seem. In fact, this is the problem with the left. Their assumptions, their assumptions are what's going to do them in because they don't do the research to validate their assumptions. They put it on their sleeve, they wear it as if it's truth without doing any due diligence whatsoever, and that will be their downfall. That was Hillary Clinton's downfall in the 2016 election because she just assumed she was gonna win those Rust Belt states, Michigan, Minnesota or Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, and she lost them by a slim razor margin. So, and they're doing it again, folks. They're doing it again. The left just can't help themselves. I can sit here and I can tell them straight in the face, hey, you need to do this because you're making a wrong assumption and they will still do it every single time. So just wanted to first out, out of the box, ratings are in, winner. GOP Trump. Trump's narrowing in the polls and had more viewers. So let's move on to uh, some other stuff that's just been going on this weekend. It's just been absolutely a crazy weekend. So as you are aware, Biden was saying that the reason that he got into this race was because after the Charlottesville incident, he saw the racist neo-Nazis, anti-Semites coming out of the field with veins bulging. And then Trump saying we had, you know, there was good people on both sides. He just couldn't take it anymore because, well, because Trump apparently is a racist and a neo-Nazi and supports them. So well, let's let's talk about that. Listen, let, listen to this. He said specifically that he was condemning them. He no, said he did not. He said he walked out and he said, "Let's get this straight." And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. And uh, when the president was asked about it, he said they should be condemned totally. It's racist and not condemn them. They should be condemned totally. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Just a week ago yesterday was the third anniversary of the events in Charlottesville. Other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? Remember what the president said when asked? And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. So you hear that? Very fine people on both sides, Biden is saying that Trump said. Um, it was a complete lie on Biden's part. Uh, if Biden, if that's the reason Biden got into this race, based on an absolute complete lie, what does that say about his his campaign, his whole campaign, his whole premise for getting in in this race is based on a lie. On February 9th, he was on ABC's This Week with George uh, Snefalofalofalofalos. And this is what Biden said. He goes, George, 
I honest to God believe they're going to change the nature of who we are for a long, long time. Our children are listening. The idea of the man who can belittle people go on dividing us based on race, religion, ethnicity, based on all those things in that, in fact, make up America is just incredibly divisive. You see these white supremacists coming out from under the rocks. He's yet once to condemn white supremacy, the neo-Nazis. He hasn't condemned a darn thing. He has given them oxygen, and that's what's going to continue to happen. That's who this guy is. He has no basic American values. He doesn't understand the American code, quote unquote. So that's February 9th, Biden saying to George Stephanopoulos. Um, but it's just not true. I mean, it's 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 all a lie. Everything in Biden's whole campaign is based on a false premise. So here's Trump, August 14, 2017. Now, that quote I just gave you from Biden was just February, this last February, February 9th, 2020. Trump, August 14th, 2017. As I said on Saturday, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. It has no place in America. And as I have said many times before, no matter the color of our skin, we all live under the same laws, we all salute the same great flag, and we are all made by the same almighty God. We must love each other, show affection for each other, and unite together in condemnation of hatred, bigotry, and violence. We must rediscover the bonds of love and loyalty that bring us together as Americans. But wait, there's more. Trump goes on. This is again, August 14th, 2017. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its names are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. We are a nation founded on the truth that all of us are created equal. We are equal in the eyes of our creator. We are equal under the law, and we are equal under our constitution. Those who spread violence in the name of bigotry strike at the very core of America. That was Trump on August 14th, 2017. This is during a press conference following the day, August 15th, where he explained his initial many sides comment. So August 15, 2017, here's what Trump's had to say. You said there was hatred, that there was violence on both sides. Okay, this is a reporter. I'm sorry, this is a reporter exchange. August 15, 2017, the reporter says, you said there's hatred, there was violence on both sides. Trump, well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at it, you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides. And I have no doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. And, and, and if you reported it accurately, you would say, the reporter jumps in. The neo-Nazis started this thing. They showed up in Charlottesville. Trump, excuse me, they didn't put themselves down as neo. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group. Excuse me, excuse me. I saw the, na the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of to them a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. 
Trump goes on. It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists. Okay. And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers. And you see them come with the, the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You had a lot of bad people in the other group, too reporter i just didn't understand what you were saying you were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly question mark trump no no there were people in that rally and i look i looked the night before if you look they were people protesting very quietly the taking down of the statue of robert e lee i'm sure in that group there were some bad ones the following day it looked like they had some rough bad people neo-nazis white nationalists whatever you want to call them but you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest because, you know, I don't know if you know, they had a permit. The other group didn't have a permit. So I only tell you this. There are two sides to a story. All right. This is Trump in August 14th of 2017. Racism is evil and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. And then on August 15th, 2017, Trump had this. Trump said this. I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. That was from factcheck.org, February 11th, 2020. Trump has condemned them. Joe Biden's whole reason for getting in this race is based on a false premise. What does that say about Joe Biden? It speaks volumes about what his thought process is and what his convictions are. If he can't even get this right, what can we expect him to get right on anything else? Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address Make sure that you vote and vote informed. Now, what really, this is why I bring this up, because over the weekend, you saw the left trying to change the narrative. You're trying. You saw Biden specifically. You saw Kamala Harris do this. You're, you've seen other people on the left do this. They're trying to change the narrative. Here's an article from USA Today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the headline is: We are not safe in Donald Trump's America. Biden Trump campaign spar over blame for violent protests. So the Biden campaign is now trying to come out and say we are not safe in Donald Trump's America. Now, if you watched the conventions. If you watch the Democrat National Committee's convention, not once, not once did they condemn the violence that was happening across America. They did not even they didn't even bring it up, but not once did they condemn it. Also, not once did you hear them say we are not safe in Donald Trump's America. You didn't hear that at all. 
But when you watch, if you watch the Republican National Committee's convention, you heard that throughout the entire program that this is Biden's America. You're not safe in Biden's America. So the Biden campaign realizing that these protests are getting out of hand and looking bad for them. And actually, they don't care that they've got out of hand, mind you. They don't care at all that the protests have got out of hand. In fact, they were wanting it to get out of hand. But now the polls are saying, whoa, wait a minute. This is looking bad for us. We're going to have to change this narrative because it's looking very, very bad for us. So you've got Biden coming out, Kamala Harris coming out saying we are not safe in Donald Trump's America. They're now trying to tie around Trump's neck all the violence that has been happening for now over three months. So it's taken them over, over three months to come out and finally condemn the violence and to finally try to start doing something about it. And it's not going to work. Americans aren't stupid. In fact, this is going to blow up in their faces bigly because this these violent protests, these violent riots are wrapped around the left's neck like the albatross that they are and should be. This is caused by the left. When Donald Trump spoke of people in black outfits and hoods, that, that's Antifa. You, you you can watch the Antifa crowd come out and every one of these things. And you can, you cannot tell me the Antifa crowd are Trump supporters. Those are Biden supporters. And then you had a murder in Portland over the weekend. A Trump supporter, somebody who had some Trump paraphernalia, was shot and killed by what's now looking to be an Antifa member. There are reports coming out that this person is an Antifa person. So if that's the case, how, how can you possibly try to t uh, wrap this on Trump's neck? You can't, you can't do it. It's not possible. And that is what now the Democrats are going to try to do. They're going to try to shift the narrative to the Trump campaign. And it's not going to work. It's simply not going to work. So the polling is starting to look bad for Biden and, and the left with the um, riots that are happening across the nation. And all of a sudden, the narrative starts to change. Now, here's the thing is the mayor of Portland gave a press release or a presser yesterday and basically was blaming President Trump for not cooperating with him, for not helping him. He's refused help from Trump. He's flat out refused help. When Trump sent in uh, federal agents, the, the mayor uh, basically, basically told Trump to go pound sand. And, and vilified Trump for sending in, I think I saw one report where they parachuted in, made the reference that they parachuted in. And it's absolutely crazy that we are living in this world right now. Absolutely crazy. And the left is going to try now to spin this and put this on Trump? Yeah, nobody's buying that. You're not buying that. I'm not buying that. Nobody is buying it. So the left, they got nothing. They absolutely have nothing. So here you have the suspect, suspect in Portland killing, self-identified Antifa security, previously arrested for possessing firearms, not charged by Portland DA. So the suspect in the Portland killing, not charged by Portland DA. 
but this is Trump's fault. Right, right. Now, check this one out. Kamala Harris has a donation page, as she should, right? And Kamala Harris actually has a link to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Kamala Harris, who is Joe Biden's vice presidential uh, or vice president running mate, right? She's running for vice president under, under his ticket, ha has directing people to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Why is that significant? The Minnesota Freedom Fund bails out violent criminals along with protesters. The Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was inundated with donations intended to bail out protesters after the police custody death of George Floyd has since bailed several individuals accused of violent crimes, including a convicted racist, a rapist, I'm sorry, rapist. The nonprofit bail fund received $35 million in donation in the wake of Floyd's death, well above the roughly 100,000 in annual donations to the, the group recorded in previous years, a local Fox affiliate reported Monday. So the Biden campaign is going to try to wrap the violence of these protests and riots around the Trump campaign's neck when his very own VP is directing people to a fund to donate to a fund that has bailed out violent criminals along with these protesters who we know are violent. And, and Biden's going to go on the air and say that Trump is the reason for this insinuating violence? I mean, do, do these people really think the American people are going to put up with this crap? No, they're not. They're not. The Biden campaign is crashing and burning, ladies and gentlemen, and that is a good thing. And now that the conventions are over, now the race, now the race really gets started. Did you know Biden is also not leasing his own campaign plane? Here's a headline from Business Insider. Biden is reportedly not leasing his own campaign plane, ending a decades-long tradition of presidential candidate jets. So in other words, Biden's going to continue to do the Zoom calls, the Zoom campaigning, and it's not going to help. I mean, it's going to fall flat flat on his face. Trump, this is a quote from Trump. Trump urges Biden to hit campaign trail. Get out there today, Joe, is a quote from Trump where he's tweeting. So President Trump is trolling Biden, which is absolutely hilarious to get out on the campaign train because he knows when Biden gets out on the campaign trail that he's going to stumble, he's going to fall because his cognitive abilities will not do him well. It will not serve him well. We've already seen that in interview after interview after interview. But since Biden's not not leasing a campaign plane, that means he's not going to get out and politic, traditional politics. He thinks he's going to do this through the basement of his house. And this and this is what's going to this is why the Democrats fail. Again, they make assumptions. They think you're stupid and they believe that whatever they do is going to work. And Hillary Clinton lost 2016, thank God, because she made assumptions about the Rust Belt. And and the Biden campaign not leasing a plane means that they are not going to go the traditional politicking and go do some rallies. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to start showing up in the polls, which it already has. We're already seeing the polls tighten. And what is going to happen is they're going to reverse this. You watch. You watch. I guarantee you in the weeks to come, we're going to see, and it'll be quietly reported, that the Biden campaign has leased a plane and is now going uh, campaigning, but they're going to tightly control it because you, we know Biden can't 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 
give a speech without uh, um, notes. We know Biden is going to stumble. We know he's he can't even take softball questions without answering them incorrectly. So we know, you know, everyone knows, including the Democrats, including the Biden team, that Joe Biden can't handle it. He And it's sad. It really is sad. But, you know, uh, he's going to have to. He just can't. He cannot not campaign. I mean, it's just this is what campaigns are for. So here we go. We've got Biden's campaign completely founded on a false premise. He said so himself. This is why he got into this race, because of what Trump said in Charlottesville and not condemning him. Complete lie. Complete lie easily verifiable. Where's our media? Where What I just presented to you was so easy to find. Where's our national media? We got the Democrats also now trying to tie all of this around the neck of the um, Trump campaign, all these violent protests, because they are violent protests. They are riots. He's trying to now wrap that around the GOP, Trump's neck specifically, and it won't work. Everyone knows that this the people that are doing these protests are are Biden supporters for the most part. They're not going to support Trump. In fact, their protest is all against Trump. So you can't, you cannot wrap this around his neck. But they're going to do it. This is what the campaign is doing right now. And Biden not campaigning in person is going to hurt him. Trump immediately after his convention went campaigning in person, and the polls closed. They started to close. Biden. Did not. Biden said, oh, we're going to we're going to campaign after Labor Day. So this whole week was lost to, to the Democrats, which is great. If you're in my position, because I'm a conservative, it's great. I mean, I, I'm thankful that they did it because this helps Trump close the gap. And now let me talk about that gap real quick. And I'm not going to get any specific numbers because we all know when when you start looking at national polls, they're absolutely meaningless. You've got to dig down into the battleground states. And trust me, the Trump campaign is doing that. And the Biden team, they know it too. They're watching these numbers. They're not stupid. Never, ever, ever under, underestimate them. They're not stupid. They're strategic, but they're not good at it. They used to be good at it. At least they used to think they're good at it until Trump came along. Trump changed the game. Trump doesn't sit idly by and just let them come up and try to rope-a-dope them. He doesn't do that. He fights back. So that Polls are going to close. They are closing, but they're national polls, so they're meaningless. You watch the battleground states. They mean the most. And the battleground states also are tightening up. Right now, Biden leads in the battleground states, but Clinton, in most cases, was leading at a much bigger number, a much wider gap. Biden's in trouble, people. They know it, and we know it. All right, when I get back, um, by the way, really, real quick before we go, uh, here's here's a uh, headline from uh, some site called Blabber.Buzz, kind of a cute name. Promises kept. Six Democratic Minnesota mayors endorsed Trump as Pence tours state. You see that? Vice President, Vice President Pence is touring, uh, traveling, politicking. Trump is traveling, politicking. Six Democratic ma- Minnesota mayors endorsed Trump. That is what politicking does. All right. As we come back, um, big, big, big news coming out around about the uh, coronavirus, the China virus, the Wuhan virus. Most of you already have this. We'll dig into that a little bit. And then I've got some other news of the day. The, um, the, the, the shooter up in uh, Kenosha, some more 
details are coming out of that kid. His name is Kyle Rittenhouse, I think it is. Uh, a lot of detail coming out. It's not what the media wants you to think, and that's going to blow up in their face as well. But we'll get into those two stories, and I'll talk to you guys soon after the break. Woody's still here. He says, Wolf, in the meantime... Uh, that's it for this first segment of the PBL podcast. Be sure to listen to part two, the second segment, because I'm going to talk about the new reporting that's coming out on the coronavirus numbers released from the CDC. Um, did y'all see that? Did you see these numbers? Did you see, did you did you see the left go ape blank over the weekend on this? I mean, if you saw this online pop up any kind of social media, the left went crazy. So. Uh, I'll get into that when I get back. Thanks for listening. PBL Podcast, politics, and brown liquor. And be sure to visit us at thepblpodcast.com. 